Our confession this evening is Belgian Confession, Article 24. It's quite a lengthy article. The Sanctification of Sinners. We believe that this true faith, produced in man by the hearing of God's word and by the work of the Holy Spirit, regenerates him and makes him a new man, causing him to live the new life and freeing from the slavery of sin. Therefore, far from making people called toward living in a pious and holy way, this justifying faith, quite to the contrary, so works within them that, apart from it, they will never do a thing out of, the, out of love for God, but only out of love for themselves and fear of being condemned. So then it is impossible for this holy faith to be unfruitful in a human being, seeing that we do not speak of an empty faith, but of what Scripture calls faith working through love which leads a man to do by himself the work, the works that God has commanded in his work, word. These works proceeding from the good root of faith are good and acceptable uh, to God, since they are all sanctified by his grace. Yet they do not count toward our justification, for by faith in Christ we are justified. Even before we do good works, otherwise they could not be good, any more than the fruit of a tree could be good, if the tree is not good in the first place. So then we do good works, but not for merit, for what would we merit? Rather we are indebted to God for the good works we do, and not He to us. Since it is he who works in us both to will and do according to his good pleasure. Thus keeping in mind what is written, When you have done all that is commanded you, then you shall say, We are unworthy servants. We have done what it was only our duty to do. Yet we do not wish to deny that God rewards good works, but it is by his grace that he crowns. His gifts. Moreover, although we do good works, we do not base our salvation on them. For we cannot do any uh, work that is not defiled by our flesh and also worthy of punishment. And even if we could point to one memory of a single sin, is enough for God to reject that work. So we would always be in doubt, tossed back and forth, without any certainty, and our poor consciences would be tormented constantly if they did not rest on the merit of the suffering and death of our Savior. Quite difficult if you read the first time through. Regeneration, sanctification, and good works. And all terms that we need to be familiar with. But Guido de Bray was quite logical in his explanation here. As Lorenz said, our Bible reading this evening is from Ephesians chapter 4, starting from verse 17 
through 32. In my Bible, the title is The New Life. 32 is the end of the chapter. And we'll be focusing on the text verses, uh, verse 23 and 24. So now, 17. Now, this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greed, to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbour, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labour, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamour and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Our text verses, verses 23 and 24. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And the topic, sanctification and good works. Sanctification and good works. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, Belgian Confession, Article 24, we deal with difficult definitions to understand. Regeneration, sanctification, and good works. To give you a bit of a background, Guido de Bray lived in a time when the Roman Catholic taught, church taught, that order, in order to be saved, someone had to do good works. And Guido de Bray resisted this. 
and included in the Belgian Confession an article which taught the Word of God concerning the origin, place, and purpose of good works in the life of a Christian. And he writes in Article 24, the third paragraph, So then we do good works, but not for merit, for what would we merit? Rather, we are indebted to God for the good works we do, and not here to us, since it is He who works in us both to will and do according to His good pleasure. There are a few things to understand, and that's what he wanted to explain. Something Christians struggle with. But we have to keep in mind that gener regeneration and sanctification is the work of the Holy Spirit. And good works flow from our faith in Christ, and ultimately Christ. John 15 we are implanted in a true faith in Christ, and our good works flow from Christ. <clears throat> Out of faith, which the Holy Spirit works, we produce good works. <clears throat> but we have to think a few things in mind. And let me explain this by a helpful model. In Article 23, we discuss justification of the fallen man. And in short, God has declared me a sinner, forgiven, justified, and innocent before him. And it was all done because of Christ. But justification does not change the nature of a Christian. Our nature is that we are inclined to sin born in sin, inclined to do all evil. Justification changes our legal standing before God. It's like a courtroom. We are guilty, and then the judge says, you are forgiven. Someone stepped in, took your debt, your guilt before the Lord, paid for this and that was Christ we are now innocent not guilty justified but we are still inclined to sin and as it is though God does not leave the justified sinner in the state God is changing our nature and this change is known as sanctification. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit. To make it clearer, justification happened on Good Friday by the means of the blood of Christ and the application in our life is the work in Christ for me. But regeneration and sanctification happened on Pentecost by the means of the Holy Spirit and application in our life is the work of Christ in me. But how should we understand regeneration and sanctification? 
Another word for regeneration is the rebirth. And especially as Guido de Brer explained that in Belgian Confession Article 24. Regeneration, rebirth, sanctification means to make holy. In the Reformed faith, regeneration and sanctification should be understood in three concentric circles. It's when you throw a stone on the water and then three stone circles out. This is how the Holy Spirit works in us. And I want to explain that in the light of sanctification and regeneration. So the first circle of regeneration is regeneration in its closest form. This is the implanting of life in the new believer through the miraculous working of the Holy Spirit with the promise that faith will work and grow from this. An example would be a child that is baptized in the name of the Holy Spirit. At this time, we are totally passive. Totally passive, completely the work of the Holy Spirit that is making alive. Jesus explained this to Nicodemus, like the working of the wind in John 3 verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. But then follows the second circle of regeneration, it's wider form. This is where our mind is enlightened. And the canons of Dort describe this process so beautiful in chapter 3, verse article 11. First with the first circle, and then how it goes into the second circle. Moreover, when God carries out this good pleasure in His chosen ones, or works through conversion in them, he not only sees that a gospel is proclaimed to them outwardly, and enlighten their minds powerfully by the Holy Spirit, so that they may rightly understand and discern the things of the Spirit of God, by the, but by the effective operation of the same regenerating Spirit. He also penetrates into the inmost being of man, opens the closed heart, softens the hard heart, circumcises the heart that is uncircumcised, infuses new qualities into the will, making the dead will alive, the evil one good, the unwilling one willing, and the stubborn one compliant. With this second working of a regeneration, we are becoming more active in our faith. We see the need of a Redeemer, we repent of our sins and we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul was describing this in Philippians 2 verse 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, working out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And then regeneration in its 
why this form is taking place. This is an ongoing process. And this includes sanctification. Or becoming more like Christ. Regeneration described in Article 24 is used in this way. In sanctification. We confess in the first paragraph. We believe this true faith produced in man by the hearing of God's word and by the work of the Holy Spirit regenerates him and makes him a new man, causing him to live the new life and freeing him from the slavery of sin. And therefore, this is the process that the Apostle Paul described in Ephesians 4, verse 23 to 24. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true righteousness and holiness. In Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul described how the life of a Christian should look like after we've been justified. How we should act as God's church. And it's about Christ and His love, and in this love, we should act as one according to God's word. Just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all in all. And this leads to obedience and gentleness and unity through the word and spirit. And our work started with Jesus. And Jesus' plan is his church unified in faith through our confessions. Sorry about that. Through the Holy Spirit, we experience a miracle that believers can still today recognize Christ, be part of God's congregation, sharing his gifts, and our building of the whole congregation. And now in verses 17 to 32, Paul describes the new life that we should put on the new man. Sanctification. How should we do that? Through the process of sanctification. To be renewed in the spirit of your minds, to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God and true righteousness, justification, only right with God for Christ, and holiness, sanctification. And Apostle Paul described our old life before Christ, as something that grows corrupt. Paul used an image of a person that is washed clean and then puts on the old dirty clothes that corrupts and destroy. And for the believer to escape this, they must put on new clothing. This first happened in our minds, verse 23, where we continue in our study of the Word of God, where God enlightens our mind, when we are coming to church, when we grow in the Lord and grow in our understanding. And then it culminates in good works. And we do this only by faith which the Holy Spirit works. Guido de Bray tells us when this faith which the Holy Spirit gives is alive, then it will never make us unwilling or unfruitful. The prayer stated, Therefore, far from making people call towards living in a pious and holy way, this justifying faith 
quite to the contrary. So works within them that apart from it, they will never do a thing out of love for God, but only out of love for themselves and fear of being condemned. So then, it is impossible for this holy faith to be unfruitful in a human being. Seeing that we do not speak of an empty faith, but of what Scripture calls faith working through love, which leads a man to do by himself the works that God has commanded in his word. And Apostle Paul say, said that when we have this faith, we are putting away falsehood. We speak the truth. We do not let anger get a better of us. We do honest labor and corrupting talk should not come from our mouths. And we do not grieve the Holy Spirit by continued sinning. By who we are sealed for the day of redemption. And the fruit of justifying favors good works. And in all this the Holy Spirit is involved. From the beginning when he regenerated us. And now he's sanctifying us. He's involved in our sanctification. And it is an ongoing process. Becoming more like Christ. Concerning the continuation of sanctification, we also read in Lord's Day 33, question and answer, 88 of the Heidelberg Catechism. True repentance or conversion is the dying of the old nature and the coming to life of the new. Note here, it does not say that conversion takes place when the old man died and the new came to life. Dying and coming to life are written in the Present continuous tense. In other words, repentance is not a once-off, never to be repeated occurrence in the life of a Christian, but an ongoing process, daily repentance. When you come to faith, yes, once-off like Paul, radical repentance, and then daily repentance or sanctification. And therefore, question and answer 89 of the Heidelberg Catechism, explains the dying of the old nature as a heartfelt sorrow that I have offended God by my sin, and to more and more hate it and flee from this. The person justified by Christ is changed. Born again. Regeneration. However, this changed heart is not immediately perfect. This is a lifelong process by which one is made to grow in the Lord daily. This is what Guido de Bray said. More and more, every day, daily repentance. And so the Holy Spirit is growing us through the Word of God to become more like Christ. This is sanctification. And so what are the implications of all this for me. I, by the grace of God, have been declared just by the blood of Christ. And so since the justified are also sanctified by the Holy Spirit, I'm changed daily. This allows me no room for complacency, as if I may assume that I have now arrived. I'm not yet perfect. 
On my part, there needs to be growth daily. Daily I sin, so daily I need to repent. Daily I need to seek forgiveness and come to the Lord in prayer. Daily I need to repent, and so sanctification is an ongoing process. And therefore it means growth in my faith. And holiness, coming more like Christ, and it should be evident in my life. And therefore, there needs to be evidence so that when the elders are visiting the members, they can inquire about the growth. In the believers. Do you grow in your faith? They can also talk about repentance. Because we're still sinning. And so Lord's Day 33 connects good works with sanctification. And so did Keruda Brer. What is the coming of to life of the new self? It's wholehearted joy in God through Christ. And a delight to do every kind of of good as God wants us to do. And so good works are the fruit of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of our sanctification. That was Guido de Bray's point. We don't do good works to be saved, but because we are saved. We are justified by God, regenerated, sanctified and as fruit of the sanctification good works reveals itself to be to the glory of God and it's only to the glory of God that we are according to verse 31 of our Bible reading put away all wrath all anger clamor and slander along with all malice that we are kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as God and Christ forgive you. That's what Apostle Paul described, our sanctification. Put away daily all these things, becoming more like Christ through the Holy Spirit. Also Galatians 5, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We are kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, because this is what Jesus did. This is what God did in Christ. And the Holy Spirit is working in us, sanctifying us in becoming more like Christ. So why do we do good works? You do the breast set. So then we do good works, but not for merit. For what should we merit? Rather we are indebted to God for the good works we do. Not he to us, since it is he who works in us both to will and do according to his good pleasure. Thus keeping in mind what is written. When you have done all that is commanded you, then you shall say, we are unworthy servants. We have done only what it is our duty to do. I said earlier, Article 24 was written in a time when the Roman Catholic Church taught that in order to be saved, one had to do good works. But Guido de Bray said, no. My good works are covered by sin. Moreover, although we do good works, we do not base our salvation on them, 
For we cannot do any work that is not defiled by our flesh and also worthy of our punishment. And even if we could point to one memory of a single sin, it's enough for God to reject that work. So, if that was our salvation, get it a breath set. We would always be in doubt. Tossed back and forth without any certainty. Our poor conscience would have been tormented, he said. They did not rest on the merit of the suffering and death of our Savior. Good works characterize the life of a Christian. Why is this? The Christian does good works in order, not in order to be saved, but out of gratitude, because we are saved, justified in Christ. And those washed by the blood of Christ's justification are then renewed by the Spirit. Sanctification. I cannot gain anything from doing good works. For I am already an heir to this world for Christ. Justified. But performing good works, obeying the law of God, is the consequence of regeneration. As Lord's Day 24 question and answer 64 express it, it's impossible for those who belong to Christ to not bring forth fruits of gratitude. And when I see fruits in myself, those good works, I praise God. This is the reason I'm doing this. Christ is living in me through His Spirit. For God is at work in us both to do will, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. God's and Christ's work of salvation is complete. He already justified us. But God's work involves both justification, regeneration, and sanctification. Good Friday and Pentecost was given to us to make us a new creation. And as Paul says, to put on the new self, an ongoing process, daily repentance. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your work in us. You made us a new creation. You justified us through your Son, regenerated us through your Spirit, and you are sanctifying us daily, becoming holy, more as you want us to be. And we thank you, Lord, for the good works that are evident of this. And we know it's because of your Spirit working in us. Father, we pray that we will repent of those things that still separate us. That we will daily repent. That we will put away that old dirty clothes, like the Apostle Paul said, and put on the new clothes, clothes washed in Jesus' blood. Be with your people and sanctify us through your Spirit daily. Amen.